Welcome to Getting Curious. I'm Jonathan Vaness, and every week I sit down for a 40-minute conversation with a brilliant expert to learn all about something that makes me curious. On today's episode, I'm joined by a world champion, Olympic medalist, and soon-to-be four-time Olympic diver, Tom Daly, where I ask him, how do you do an inward two-and-a-half twist off a 10-meter diving board and not shit your speedo? And we talk about a lot more gorgeous stuff, too. Welcome to Getting Curious. This is Jonathan Van Ness, and I'm really excited to introduce this week's <laughs> guest, um, icon, Olympian, father, uh, icon, I already said that, but we really are such an icon without any further ado, Tom Daly. Hello. Ah, so picture it. Sometimes we're in a recording studio when we do Getting yes. Curious. Now I'm watching uh, Tom <laughs> Daly, Olympian icon, uh, across me in a... I don't know if it's vintage. I don't know if it's new, but in a gorgeous rocking chair, honey, she is giving you like, <laughs> it's the most beautiful rocking chair. It's vintage. I, and also, is it vintage? Well, yeah. And my husband, Lance, reupholstered it. So he's done it. Yeah. So it's quite, a, it's quite the rocking chair. Um, I'm loving that I'm meeting you in this gorgeous nursery. I'm meeting you in your son's nursery. Uh, I'm in your gorgeous house in in London, but we won't say where for security purposes, you know. We're very... <laughs> in London, yeah, yes. Yeah, we were in London. It's really so gorgeous, and I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me over. Of course. I'm glad to be. you could be here. You know, so I asked you uh, right before we started recording, I was like, you know, is it okay if we title this episode? Because every episode is get, of Getting Curious, I ask a question. Yes. Sometimes more serious than others. Um, and, you know, this is a serious question. It's like, how do you do, like, an N-word two and a half off the 10-meter <laughs> diving board and, like, not shit your pants? It's it's Your tough. Speedos. Yeah, yeah. You know? No. It's... I can tell you right now, every time I stand on that 10 meter board, I'm terrified. There's not a, there's not a day that goes by where I stand on I'm like, oh yeah, this is easy. This is like, I'm so used to doing this. Like it's so unnatural to stand on a 10 meter platform and think about spinning around and being inches away from the platform and you could hit your head, land flat, instant bruising, cough up blood, you know, split your skin, like all, all things I've done. <laughs> and it just happens. It can happen at this in a split second. So you kind of have to be scared if you're going to do it right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's quite terrifying. Is that part of like the adrenaline kind of like thing that keeps you coming back is just like that need for like focus and perfection. You're like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with this. Yeah, I mean, when I was younger, I didn't think about it because you, you're fearless when you're younger. Like I started when I was seven years old. So I've been doing it for 19 years. And when you're young, you just jump off things and you don't think, oh, this is easy. Like I can just like no fear. You don't know anything bad that's going to happen. Whereas as I've gotten older... I've gotten more and more scared because I know the consequences that it could have if I did something really bad. And there's, you know, just the same as in gymnastics, you can have these like lost move syndromes as well, which I've experienced many times in my diving career where I've actually not physically been able to jump off the diving board. Why? Because... Uh, what get, syndrome? Like lost move syndrome, they call it. So basically, there's been lots of... If you do a dive wrong, for example... And then you go back up to do it again and you're so terrified that your body just won't allow you to take off. Oh. And it's almost like you've forgotten how to do it. Even though your body and your muscle memory would do it if you took off, you just can't physically make yourself take off the diving board. And I went through a spell of nine months of not being able to dive when I was younger. Just What was the dive? It was any dive off of 10 meter. What It started off as just doing anything reverse. So gainer, like standing forwards. That's why I couldn't be a diner or a diver because those gainers. I, yeah. mean, I tried to do it for like two months, like my freshman year. Yeah. But I could do all the dives 
Except for gainers. It's yeah, that's the one that's I couldn't it's so scary. Mm, yeah. This one time I like when I was trying to do like a gainer flip, like you know, foot first. Yeah. I went so far out that I like belly flopped on the lane line that was like it was oh literally like 40 feet away like I was so scared of hitting the board I just like went zoom yeah. like straight off mm. it hurt so bad and I was like you know what I just think I just think that like 500 free and 100 breaststroke is like what I'm what I'm Born good at as do. like a swimmer yeah. you know yeah 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 um, I'm not I'm just not a diver you know yeah it's that's the thing though it, it is scary and I started off being scared of that and then it kind of developed into like oh now I can't what if I do the same thing on my inward or what about my twisters what on about nine my months that's yeah, happened to you so when I, it was well oh gosh it was years ago now probably about 12 years ago, I was about 12 years old. So pre-London. Pre yes, pre and pre-Beijing pre, pre Beijing as well, pre-my first Olympics. And it has happened since then, because in London 2012... Wait, you were in Beijing when you were... That was your first one? Yeah, I just turned 14. Oh my God, that's one when you were your baby little... For some reason in my brain, I was thinking that your little tiny smiley self was when that was in 16. But no, Queen, that was in Beijing. Your yeah. first Olympics was the same Olympics as Nastia Liukin and Sean Johnson. <laughs> Where have I been? That's when I first saw your smiley little baby yeah, self. Yeah, that was baby baby daily, yeah. Oh my God. I know. It feels like an eternity ago now, though. Yeah, because I was like, I think I was like 21 when you were like, tw yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, my God. I was so excited. You slayed so hard. That Olympics yeah. was not even your fault. You did so well. <laughs> yeah, I was. I literally had no idea what I was getting into. I think, you know, I had to take time off school, which I was happy about because I was like, yeah, I got to go to China yeah. for the Olympics. But I didn't I didn't know how big or the scale of what an Olympic Games you did was. It. I mean, I knew I always wanted to go to an Olympic Games, but when I, I qualified when I was 13 and it was like, yeah, it's just going to be another competition. I'm competing against the same people. But it wasn't until like I walked out onto the platform and looked down and saw the Olympic rings on the bottom of the pool. And I was like, oh, well, wow. Like the, those five rings on the wall or on the bottom of the pool really just, you know, it hits home. Like this is the real deal. This is what every single athlete works towards is to compete at the Olympics. Now, age-wise, did you, like, qualify by, like, the skin of your teeth because you were so young? So you had to be 14, and I was 14 in 81 days. Ah, so, so yeah. By 81 days, I was uh, old enough to dive, yeah. Oh, my gosh, so it was, like, less than, like, three months, really. Yeah. Okay, so wait. When I was saying, like, uh, like inward to an... How many, like, inward flips can you actually do, like... Off yeah. of a 10 meter. Uh, so the dive you do like three and a half, It's right? three and a half, yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> I can't, uh, uh. So, yeah. okay, wait. So let's take it all the way back. Yes. So you started diving when you were seven. Yes. So how did you go onto a 10 meter the first time? Like, did you, mm. were you like comfy on like, did they make you like one, three, five, seven? Yeah. So normally uh, like we started off on the pool side for the first few weeks, just learning how to jump in safely and then go head first. And then we gradually worked our way up throughout the weeks. And I think I jumped off 10 meter for the first time when I was eight, but didn't go head first until I was nine. Um, but it, I had a full competitive 10 meter list by the time I was 10. Holy so shit. It's... What's a whole competitive 10 meter list consist of? So six... 10 meter dives from every direction uh -huh. and more than one and a half somersaults in each of those directions. So basically two and a halves. Wow. Yeah. But it was, yeah. But again, you don't think about it when you're young. You just, yeah, I'll do that. You know, if your friend told you that, you know, if someone jumps off one of the bridges into the rivers, that's what we used to do in Plymouth. Not recommended. Uh, Is that where you're from? <laughs> yes, from Plymouth in the southwest the of London, south of the UK. West. Is those like hours away from London? Like three and a half hours on a train. Yeah, what's it's quite Plymouth's vibe? Like what? It, what's it's like? It's like seaside town. It's got two universities. It's um, 
like the home of like marine biology and the navy and also where uh the mayflower steps are where the mayflower steps where it left from yeah Oh my god! I know. Yeah, so that's it's like major. a bit of like American history there too. So would well, is it like is the southwest of um like uh United Kingdom? Is she kind of like compare? Is it like compared to like a part of America? Like is it oh. like is it kind of like a, a bit posh or is it a bit like West Virginia? Like in well, the I sense wouldn't of call like it posh. Um, <sighs> Lance... Do you know what West Virginia is like? No. Okay. I've been, I've been to Manassas Park. What's, is that in West Virginia? No, I don't think so. Oh, where is that? <laughs> I don't, that might just be not... There's Wait, so outside of D.C. is Virginia. Uh-huh. But that's not West... Is West Virginia somewhere completely different? Well, no, it's just like... right. Well, I mean, there's just this, like, connotation. It's not a good connotation. I just, like, what's, like... I guess I'm asking, like, what's, like, the T on Plymouth? You know, what's, like, yeah. the... Is it, like, are people, like... You know, like, you know, like Glasgow, there's going to be like a little bit of puke on the streets at night, you know? Yeah, it's very student vibe. It's very military. And I feel like there's also a bit of a vibe of, um, well, lots of surfers. And it's like also farmy as well. So there's a bit of everything. Hello? Come in. Has he pooed? Yeah, I'm sorry. No. I did message you, but... Well, I didn't have my phone on me. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes you just gotta go poopy. <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a poo change. Right, I'll just... It's fine. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm not doing it here. No, it's okay. Can we please do that? Sorry. Sorry. My God. Thank you. Poo change in progress. <laughs> yes. Got that. Sometimes... Thank goodness for my mum being... Oh, my God, we <laughs> love. Well timed, Robbie. Um, well, right? <laughs> I know. Okay, so wait. We're, I want to talk about Robbie... In just a minute. But let's talk about what the six dives are in case people just don't yes. know. Because maybe they aren't like us. Yeah, well, the six dives I do currently... Not currently. Oh, I mean, back we then. To, yeah. No, oh. not even back then. Just like... The different directions. Yes, honey. Because okay. you have to get all the way back for the casual listener. Maybe they don't okay. even understand how fucking cool diving is. Okay, right. Well, start off with... There's the first one is forward, which mm-hmm. is pretty self-explanatory. You yes. jump off and spin forwards. Then you have backwards. So again, standing yeah. backwards, mm-hmm. rotating backwards. Then you have reverse, where you stand forwards... Jump forwards and rotate backwards towards the board. Oh, I also fucking hate. So those. that's like the the gainers. Yeah, that's and then yeah. oh yeah, that's what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then next one is inward, where you stand backwards, you jump backwards, but rotate forwards. See that one I could do. Wall. Yeah, yeah, because I could see what's going, so I wasn't as scared. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had like a, a really bit. cute like inward one and a half. Oh, good. I did. I really? Did. I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. It was only that and then like a forward one and a half, but a back one and a half. I was like, I'm going to shit my pants. Like, let me just do like a single. It's really unnatural to get like, I'm so scared. I'm like, I'm going to do it. Oh my God, I'm yeah. so scared. Uh. Uh, then twist. So yeah, that can be in any direction. Any forward, inward, backward or reverse. You can do any kind of twisting. Oh, yeah. So you can take off in any, you can rotate in any direction as long as you're twisting. And inward twist really blows my mind now. I think, how do you even... Uh... Not, ma- not many people do that. I don't do it. I don't think I've ever done an inward twist. Could, but I bet you could do like... I bet you could do like one. I, well, I mean, I could probably try. You I don't know how it. good it would look, but like, <laughs> I could try. Do you ever like learn things like by like going head for... Or like, excuse me, feet first because it's like less scary. Like, would you do like an inward like full like... And then like just land mm. on your feet because you're like scared to land on your head? Are you over some, like... Well, some people... If you were a gymnast before, you probably would do... Well, I mean, lots of our lead-ups we do to feet on the lower boards before we go up onto uh, doing head first. But at the same time... If you're a gymnast, you feel most comfortable landing on your feet. Whereas as a diver, and I've never done gymnastics, I feel most comfortable landing on my head. And it's unnatural to land on my feet. I would argue that because on your Instagram, when you do those front flips, you're really good. And they like, you stick on <laughs> your feet so good. Oh, okay. Yeah, we do a little bit of gymnastics training now. We have like a special, specialized coach uh, that comes over and actually really helps us focus on like the little 
nitpicky drills that we have to do to actually be able to and the last one is the handstand so that's where the gymnastics really comes in handy that dang mm. handstand yeah we scary. have to like save that for after the break because like i don't want to get cut off in the middle of that yes so those are what the five categories are uh the so, yeah six. six so front inward back reverse twist and arm stand yeah oh arm stand yeah we call it arm stand in diving ma, 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 ma. so which one do you like the best oh well I mean, it really does depend on the day. I'd say my best uh, dive is the back three and a half pike, which is the dive I finish on. It's the dive I feel most comfortable on. But it really does depend how good my legs feel in a training week. So your backwards <laughs> is what makes you feel the most, like, confident. Yes, I would say so. Interest. Yeah, because the forward one is the, my hardest degree of difficulty because it's four and a half somersaults. Okay, now we need to talk about degree of difficulty. Yes. So how does that work in diving? There is a formula I don't exactly know how the formula works, but basically uh, you can invent any dive you want as long as it falls within the categories of what the any half somersault, any half twist, any position of straight tuck, pike and free position. What's free? So free is often when you're doing twisting because it's not when you're twisting you go through various positions where you do oh, you are where you're at... twisting in a straight position but then you also have to repike and uh. sometimes do a somersault whatever it is so that's normally in a free position so it's a bit of a table of wonders hold that thought for two seconds while everyone's mind is blown we're going to listen to like just a couple quick ads grab yourself a tea a crumpet whatever you need we're going to be back <laughs> with more getting curious and tom daly right after this Welcome back to Getting Curious with Jonathan Vaness. So, you're fr- okay, yeah, degree of difficulties. Because I kind of remember when I watched, mm. like, Worlds and the Olympics. Yes. It, like, the degrees. <clears throat> Isn't it, like, but what like, what are the categories? It's, like, for, like, what are the degrees again? How does it work? So, basically, every, normally, in a men's platform diving competition, the degree of difficulty usually will range between 3.0 and 4.1. Yes. So there's some that are a little bit lower than that, but those the hardest dives that you're going to be doing are going to be seeing as three plus. My lowest degree of difficulty is 3.2 and highest is 3.7. But the way the scoring works is there's seven judges. You take the two highest and the two lowest scores uh-huh. away so that you're left with three scores. You add those scores together and times them by the degree of difficulty. Oh, oh my God, I have to write it down. Okay, wait. So, wait. Okay. So the degree of difficulty and then the three scores you end up getting and then you add those together and that's what you get? And then you times it by the degree of difficulty, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then is there six in a competition for a 10-meter dive? Yeah, so six dives every time. Yeah, so in a prelim and a semifinal and a final, you'll always do all six dives. Always six. It's never like, we never do two dives from each category. No, it's always six. It's like, yeah, you do every single direction. And in women's diving, they do five dives. Because why? Because what do they not do in the platform? So they can choose which oh, one to, to drop. Do... Oh, yeah. interest. Yeah. The arm stand really looks so scary. Yeah. I used to be terrible at handstands as well. Like, literally, I would, when I was younger, I would go up into a handstand and I would fall over, like, right away. And it would be my biggest fear in competition to come down in a handstand. Because if you come down in a handstand, it's two-point deduction from every single judge. And if you come down twice, it's a failed dive. Oh, and then you have to walk down. Yeah, you have to walk down. And it's really, I've never, luckily, touch wood and anything I can, would have never done that. But it's, I can imagine it being quite an embarrassing 
thing. Now, when you do your arm stands, can you straddle up or pike up? Or does it depend on the diet? I can, uh, I, in competition, I tuck up, but I can tuck oh my up, God. pike up and straddle up. I can, and kick up, whatever. I also, it's something that you, again, I had to learn. And I literally forced myself to learn how to do a handstand at the top of my stairs in my childhood house so that I could <laughs> not be so comfortable that I knew I could stay in a handstand at the top. Did you ever anywhere. fuck yourself up doing that and like fall down? No, luckily, no. I, I had to get to a stage where I was confident, obviously, everywhere else before I did that. But I used to just spend hours trying to do a handstand in my garden, just on the like patio area. I would just literally be in handstands, falling down, trying again, trying again. I was a little bit obsessed, really, with well, diving. Well, I mean, you don't get to where you are because, like, you weren't obsessed. Yeah, true. Sidebar, I could listen to you just say literally over literally. and over. A British <laughs> no, person was, saying literally my is word. my favorite <laughs> thing. It always has it. It's always been something uh, to me. I was just like, oh, my God. I just, like, I feel like it could be, like, my wake-up track, my sleep track, my, like, it, my motivation track. It's uh, like, it's, it's, it, I... Has anyone ever said that to you before? Uh, I, I go through phases of different words. So at one point, it was amazing. Oh, love everything was too. amazing. Uh, that's what and one of my friends like, literally says amazing. is like um, tuned out, like doesn't want to talk anymore. He's like, "That's amazing! Like, please stop! To- yeah. Like, that's, oh, that's like a- so- oh, that's cool. That's great." So wait, so what was the dive? Not to like you know war story, but what was the dive that made you get the movement for- forgetting syndrome? Well, the the first time it happened, it was. Uh, a reverse takeoff because I was on holiday and I was diving on poolside and I hit my head. and On the side of the pool? On the side of the pool. So then when I came back to training after my holiday, I was like terrified to even go on the platform or go on the springboard. Um, But my most, like the biggest one for me was in the London 2012 Olympic Games. In the Olympic final, I did my first dive in front of, 18,000 people in the crowd and millions of people watching at home. And I got a little bit lost and disoriented in the air because there was tons of flashes, flash photography coming on uh, from the audience. And I remember hitting the water and thinking, like, absolutely terrified, not really sure exactly what just happened. Like, I somehow managed to find my way out of the dive. And I immediately stuck my hand up, went over to the referee and said to him, um, please, can you tell people to turn off their flashes? Because I was just distracted, completely got lost where I was in the air and uh, it was not fair. Um, And it was actually, I think it might have been the first time in an Olympic final where I was actually awarded a redive. So when he said I could get the redive, I then kind of was like, I don't think I can actually go back up there and do that dive again because I was so terrified um, to walk back up the stairs. Everybody was waiting. Everybody was watching. It was silent. So you had to do it right away. I had to do it right away. I literally, he said, go. And I was like, uh, 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 right. There was no warm up, no nothing. Just go. So I went back up there, did it. And after that competition, I wasn't able to, like that dive for me became like my nemesis. Is I it had- still? I had to change dive. What is it? What was it then? So back then it was a back two and a half somersaults with two and a half twists. And since then I tried doing it for a whole year of competition and it was just so stressful and so terrifying. Like I lost sleep. I was, um, I couldn't eat certain things on certain days. I became so superstitious and everything was, couldn't walk under ladders, couldn't walk on drains. I couldn't walk on lines in the pavement. It was, I noticed the knock on wood, but I do that too. I think that's kind of normal. Yeah. Like a knock on wood is a thing, but like but I, also I literally get stressed out when I don't. Yeah. But I also don't like to step on a crack. You okay. know what I, I also literally like, 
<laughs> I Lots fucking broke a goddamn mirror. Like, the, oh, no. The, no, I did. Like, the day I got to London, I broke a fucking mirror. I did. I, we've sp- at least you've spoken about it. Like, that, you know, that I, think that, I feel like bit? that helps it a little bit. Oh, that's nice. Right? So it used to be a two and a half with two... And a half twi- twists. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so it was lots of twists and uh, lots of summers. You take off so, and do the twist first. And then does that mean that you end up facing forward because yes. you were facing backwards and then like you like go in forward? Head first, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, of course, head first, but like you like, but like your like your torso is pointed towards the platform. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, you're hitting the water as if you're doing a forward entry dive. Yeah. So it's lots. Does of anyone do two and a half with three so that your body's facing like the other oh, way? No. Often, lo- lots of people in diving won't check out facing and going in for a backward entry because that's really quite dangerous, difficult to do, dangerous, and not worth the degree of difficulty. So lots. It's of people, not because people rather than do three twists, they would just do three and a half. Oh, yeah, because it's so weird to stop yourself. Twist. Yeah, they would do a full. They would add an extra twist rather than half a twist. Does usually. anyone do three just to be tricky? Mm, I don't know. So, well, people do like when they do forward two and a half somersaults, they'll do three twists, but they won't do forward two and a half with three and a half twists because they'll be facing the wrong way. Yeah, because so it's basically like you always like want your back facing like away from the platform when yes. you're going to die. Usually, yes. o- on a twist. If they're twisting, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ah. Always, yeah. Maybe you should invent like a three and just be like, I'm really tricky. Like, I'm, just I'm gonna Tom Dillon. I'm just going to be like, like, I'm going to do this bitch who does <laughs> three. Uh, yeah. Well, I. Bye, no, China. I wish. I'm I, that bitch with three twists now. <laughs> yeah. No, that that would not be me. I, since that time, I'm terrified of twisting. Of twisting. Oh, really? So now I, I had to like relearn a dive. Well, I say relearn. Nobody had done the dive before. So we actually took a circus trick from Cirque du Soleil that someone did on a Russian swing and studied it to try and figure out how it would be possible to do on a 10 meter platform and we basically turned a circus trick into an olympic dive isn't that rude that in gymnastics <laughs> that would be called like the daily i know i that's why i could have been why did is that it's did, not did a thing that? it's not a thing in diving you should just like when you call do it. you have to submit your dives before the meet yes you should just like only fucking call it that from the now daily on. yeah you're an olympian for fuck's sake yeah my Lance, my husband nicknamed it the firework because it's, I'll show you a video, but it's like forward three and a half somersaults with one twist. So I run down the platform, take off and do two and a half somersaults in a pike shape. And then I flick out, do one twist and then land on my head. It's, but yeah, I don't know if you can visualize that. I think I can. So you do, you do your little run, then you skip, jump two and a half. Yeah. Then flick out, twist. And then land on my, do, so you do like I'm a doing another somersault. Full and then come out and do one more after that. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So it's a bit somersault. So how do you twisted. learn a new dive like that? So in the belt. So like, you know, like with, in a harness, basically. So you have ropes and you have a belt around you and your coach kind of holds you with a rope. So you start doing that on a trampoline. And then as you start doing that, you then transfer it into... We have like these diving springboards that go into a foam pit. Yes. So we basically just use foam pits and lots of stuff, dry land and working on each of the different elements, the takeoff, the middle part, the how you're going to get out of the dive and just, but with the dive, because nobody had done it, there aren't really any set buildups that you could do on the lower board. So it was kind of just a suck it and see. And so it just had to what chuck and it off. see? Suck it and see. Is that not a saying in america no no okay um, what does it mean just like throw it just like screw it like just see what happens so yeah. how many times did you try it before you like threw it on the 10 meter for the first time so 
I mean, so this on, was post twelve. So yes, yeah, so it was actually twenty fifty. It was the year before twenty sixteen. Okay, actually, let's, actually, we need to go back because because okay. we were right in the middle of two thousand twelve. Let's do it. So you had just okay. So in okay, so in two thousand twelve, you won bronze yes. in synchro individual individual. Yes. So. Then in eight, were you like, oh my god, I'm because I feel like you did really good. And then did you like? What... I got we came. I came seventh in the individual event, and I missed messed up one of my dives. I mean, I wasn't expected to even qualify, let alone actually go there. Because I remember but... thinking like, because I remember because I mean, in America, like in in eight, like you were like really uh, like everyone was like it was a whole thing, like you because oh, they're really? like, oh my god, that little baby British boy, like he's like, ah! <laughs> so it was like really because I'm sure you had that here too in Britain, obviously. But I remember feeling like you did really well. Like I felt like going over this, like oh man, he's like so poised. Like you, like you're. I definitely feel like you know the the like your narrative was after that like rising star slang. Everyone's obsessed. I was kind of just I I I think my I always said I'm there for the experience, like to soak in as much as I can. I have no idea what I'm. I've ne- never knew what it was like to be in the Olympic Village. I didn't know what it was like to have to go to the food court and catch the bus to make sure that I got to the pool at the right time. And as a 14-year-old, I was kind of just, like, so overwhelmed with what everything was happening. And Because did you have to do all that then? Oh, yeah. So, like, well, you do all the... Was the... your mom... Like, was your mom there so she <laughs> could help you, like, get <laughs> no. around? Oh, no. I've been travelling. Um, I went to my first competition uh, without my mum and dad when I was, like, 10. I really? To, I went to all, all the way to Australia as well. Okay, that doesn't even feel a little better because like coming into your house and just like generally, like you generally, like even though I think you're like a decade younger than me or like seven <laughs> years younger than me. Yeah, because you're born in 94, right? Yeah, 94. Yeah, so, yeah. It's like that, uh, yeah, you're so mature. Really? Yeah. I mean, I have my moments where I'm not. But you're so like, well, I think that's probably just like the thing. You got a little baby, like a little baby baby and you're like, you know, you've been training like for yeah. like your whole life. You mm. just, you know how to like get her done, you know? Yeah. I, I think it's one of those things when you do something from such a young age, you have to and you live away from home for lots of the time, you kind of have to grow up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's I have so many more questions about that, but back to the Olympics. Yes, so 2008, honey. So you yeah. do individually, you do synchro, and, yeah. you do, and you do really, really well, and you're like, oh my God, experience, yes, yes, yes. I can't believe you did all that alone. Very like, <laughs> hope you're okay, but obviously you got here in one piece. We're here. Then... 2012, you go to London. Yes. Home pressure. Oh, we, gosh. Yeah, I mean, that was like, uh, are we just to take a break? Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> One second, everyone. We love you so much. Right back with more Olympia Town Daily right after this. Welcome back to Getting Curious. This is Jonathan Venice. So, you're minding your own business. Yes. You qualify for the Olympics, which mm-hmm. that wasn't really like, I mean, you're like, like not to be rude, but like no one's like trying to step to you in like the UK for like, you kind of got the crown for the 10. Like, you were obviously going to like qualify for in the 2012. Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, now, yeah. and into like, you're, you've kind of been slaying it. Like, aren't you like, are you like a 15 time like British national champion? I don't know how many times I've won. Probably like that. 27. But, but yeah. I think it's a like so times. many times on Wikipedia times. that like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's so many times. <laughs> yeah. Lots of yeah. times. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, I remember qualifying and I actually, when I was back when I was like nine, I wrote in a book and I drew a picture of me doing a handstand. And I had drew the Olympic rings and wrote underneath it London 2012. So I had always set my sights on London 2012 being the Olympic Games that I wanted to compete in because it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to compete in Olympic Games. And then you add on top of that diving in front of a home crowd where all of your friends and all of your family can come and watch and support you. It was one of the best things, but also one of the most terrifying, scary things I've ever had to experience in my life because 
the pressure and the expectation and, you know, seeing your face on billboards, like right outside the pool and on ads and all these different things. And then it comes to you being in the pool and you got to perform. Yeah. And it was, you know, every Olympian will feel this, but there's four years of training, hard work and effort and sacrifice that goes into it. And then you get one opportunity, you get one shot. And if you mess up, it's over and you've got to wait another four years, which is, I think, why you see so much emotion at an Olympic Games, because it is the pinnacle of any athlete's career. And the fact that it comes around once every four years is a blessing and a curse, because sometimes it can work where you've like perfectly prepped yourself to be exactly right in that quadrennial. But at the same time, you can also find yourself there and not best prepared. So it's a yeah, it's a terrifying place. Um, but I, I remember in London, it wasn't until the final where I was just like, you know what? Why am I worrying? Why am I stressing? Why am I panicking myself? This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. If I can't enjoy it now, when am I going to be able to enjoy diving? Do you remember in the, in that final, like just trying to be like, okay, like, remember like what, you know, like the chamois feels like, remember like what this like little, cause don't you get in like a little hot tub afterwards for like a second? Yeah. What is that little thing? (laughs) Well, there is a hot tub. I do not get in the ho- I you shower rinse. off yeah I shower off and do we because... just to get the chlorine off of us so we don't get scratchy yeah so the shower I that's what I do and it also keeps you warm because the pool can be cold if you're waiting in between dives for a long time but uh, I'm not gonna lie all those divers that get in that hot tub after the thing they're using that as a bathroom it's gross which is why I do not go in the hot tub it's just uh, honestly, it's disgusting. And you're like, wh- why are you like you the- heard it here first, honey? Yeah, it's disgusting. Never get in the divers' hot tubs because I, I mean, watch a diver in a training session. When do they ever go run over to the bathroom? They Never? don't. Oh, they run in and they get in the hot tub, and it's disgusting. Which is why I do not go in the hot tub. You you call it out. Yeah. So in twelve, you yes. okay? So because in wait. Because that was when you had to redive. Yes, that was twelve. Yeah. So you redive, and you. So did the when you read? Obviously, ended up pretty good. Because, but do you feel like you could? Do you? Are you like? Do you feel like that? How? uh, uh, uh. (laughs) So do because like just tell me everything about that entire final. Like I need like a blow by blow, almost as if you were like, Mm -hmm. like have you like gone back and like watch on YouTube and like watch it like see what the commentator said and stuff. I have watched it back, but now watching it back, I. Are unless you mad I, that you had to redive? Unless I win a competition, I get mad watching myself back. It's one of those things. So and I try not on to a like London Olympia. Yeah, like, and I like I was in first going into the last round. No, I know. Oh I know. god! And it's annoying because I didn't mess up my last dive either because I scored tens and nine and a halves. But my um, the people, the Chinese diver and the American diver that came after me were uh, had a higher degree of difficulty, so they just. They got nine and a half as well. But and American meant... got second that year? American won. He did? David Badaya. Oh, yeah, I remember, honey. I, I like, I, this one to say, I loved his last name. I always thought that last name was Catchy, honey. Mm. Great last name. You know, it's a cute last name. Yeah. Yours and... is cute. Yours is really cute, too. And you know, his synchro partner, he's got a good name. What's his last name? Well, he's, his name is Steele Johnson. Ooh. Yeah. Fun name. I know. I mean, yeah. honestly, but who is like the one that we're still talking about? You know what I'm saying? You. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that so you came away with bronze in London. But mm. I mean, obviously, like you're you become an Olympic medalist. Like that's yeah. Fucking dream come true. Huge yeah. on home. So I mean, and honestly, ever since Michelle Kwan won a bronze Olympic medal, yeah. I've loved bronze medals. Like until yeah. she won one, I was like, 
like I was like, they're great because all Olympic medals are amazing. And actually, on an aesthetic level, I've also been partial to bronze. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I. Yeah. I mean, I've obviously I've always wanted a gold. Oh no, but... of course. But like when you're when but when we take like the you know like the first, second, and third mm. out of it, like. Yeah. Bronze is fucking gorgeous. Yeah, she no, is, is stunning. Yeah. If you're gonna buy a table, you're not gonna buy like well, maybe you'll buy a gold table. I don't know, but bronze, bronze is nice. Yeah, bronze is nice. Tech, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, bronze is gorgeous. Yeah. So you come with bronze, you become an Olympic. Like, I mean, that is, I don't know. I feel like that's like such a gigantic win. I'm just like not. I can't. I mm. I, I I would like probably eat one of my cat's legs for an Olympic bronze medal <laughs> that was like my own. You know what yeah. I'm saying? No, I know, I know what you mean, and it I, it is like the most amazing feeling to win an olympic medal because it's what every athlete dreams of um and then you know bronze just seems to be my color at the minute even in 2016 um but i'm you know working towards it world championships I've okay, had that a lot. don't you dare bring up world championships without me bringing them up <laughs> because i already know honey i've seen them all so yes. because you are a multi-world champion multi-time yes. yeah. and i because like you won your first world championship in oh nine nine yes and then you're because aren't you three, three, two individuals yeah, and, and one, one team, team. Oh, one yeah. t- oh, team, a team event, yeah. Oh, cute. When did diving start doing team? So they only do it at the World Championships, and they have a male and a female athlete, and they have to do platform and springboard. So you have to do a combination, so two dives on plat, well, overall three dives on platform, three dives on springboard, but at least uh, each person has to do one on each. Okay, so you won your first in '09, and then your second was. Uh, the team was in 2015 and then individual in 2017. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So from nine to 17, because the nine you probably did that first dive there, or the dive that you had to redive on that you don't do anymore because it's I like... used a completely easier list than I, the, all the dives that I did in the 2009, they were completely different in 2012 and 2016, the dives, because I hadn't learned all of my full men's list yet. It was still like the basic stuff. It just happened that I did the basic stuff really well. Ah. So it was just like my day love that <laughs> you, know, you know so what about 2017 what happened there so 2017 was kind of like a bit of a redemption year for me because in 2016 i had the best prelim of my life um an olympic record and won the prelim and then the next day i had the semi-final and i had the worst day of my life uh diving wise and i completely bombed out came last in the semi-final and didn't even make no. the final okay but wait wasn't that also the Olympics when that diving pool turned green? Yes, it was. I know. So what was that like? So you were like minding your own business and you went to the pool and you're like, this shit's green. Yeah. And then by the end of it, I had a sinus infection. You so. did not. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I bet it's really hard to compete with like any sort of sickness because yeah. you're like spinning and flipping and like your head And especially hurts. with sinus things because you hit the water and your head just squeaks and it like feels like it's going to explode. But you know, that's a whole different story. But, yeah. so, but in 17, you come back, you win fucking world championships. Yes. Love that I, story. Yeah, I mean, that for me was, like, I remember coming back from 2016, completely heartbroken. I mean, we won a bronze in synchro, but that individual event I felt was going to be my time. And everything was perfect going into it. Um, it just was one of those days. And I remember just feeling so destroyed by it. And I didn't know how I was going to get back on the diving board. I didn't know how I was going to um, find the motivation to or the courage to get back up onto the board again. And I think I took about four months off of diving and I came back and I said, this year is going to be different. It's going to be about enjoying diving again, finding the love for it, not just going through the motions and making sure I do every turning over every single thing. It was about enjoying it, remembering what it was like to dive in 2008, 2009, where I didn't have 
any worries about expectation or anything like that. And that was a really difficult thing to do. But I got to 2017 World Championships and I had so much fun. It was the most fun I've ever had in a competition. I remember going up on the diving board, dancing around in between rounds and just being present and enjoying the moment rather than thinking about what was going to come if I didn't do this dive right or oh my gosh I didn't that dive so badly or that one went really well I was just able to be in the moment and I found this sense of flow that I've never experienced before in my life and I remember seeing the Chinese diver do his last dive just before me and he was celebrating with his teammates as if he'd won and that you know because I needed to basically get tens on my last dive to still win and I saw him down there and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let him have it two years in a row. He cannot, like, there was something inside me that just, I don't know, ignited. And I stood on the end of that platform and I just knew that it was going to be my time. It was so weird. It was like I, it was like an out of body experience. I just stood on the end of the board and I was like, I've got this. Like, you just, it was like, I just knew it was going to happen. And yeah, I remember hitting the water and just... I almost felt like I was, could have been a dolphin and just like shoot, like shot uh-huh. out of the water and just, but it was, yeah. Did it, you know instantly when you hit the water, I feel that, that anti-splash, honey, like it came down with me. Yeah, There's no I, splash. I mean, I, I hit the water and I knew I'd done a pretty good dive because um, the whole, I hit the water and as I split my hands, I really felt that time the vacuum of the water that kind yeah, of sucks yeah. you under. So then I was like, that's got to be it. And I looked at my coach and she was hobbling around she had a snapped achilles at the time so she uh-huh. was hopping up and uh-huh. down it was really sweet and then you looked up and you realized that you had won yeah and i looked up realized i'd won and then my mom and my husband were in the audience and they had their flags and it was just like the perfect moment now it's 2020 you just turned yeah. 2020 and robbie your little baby kansas yes. he's 19 months so he was born on june 27th 2018 so that was just after there was like the year after the, the year world after Champs. the world championship so he he's seen a competition now yeah so he's been to watch it at nationals he's been to world series competitions um and he's gonna be going to japan so oh he'll be there God. for the olympics so. okay i have several more questions okay so yes i'm so glad that you brought up the vacuum at the end yes of the dive so what are the stages of the dive, honey? So there's the approach to the end of the board. So once the whistle blows in a competition, there's different things that you get marked on, essentially. So the approach to the end of the board, if you're doing a running takeoff or a hurdle step on a springboard, um, then the takeoff. So how high you go, how much extension you get out of the board, the flight, which is the dive itself. So how neat you are when you're spinning around, how high you finish. And then lastly, the rip en- the entry. So hitting the water with as little splash and as vertical as possible. And to do that, you have to kind of grab your hands on top of each other in a way that's not like swimming, where it's like this. You have to have a flat hand, one hand on top of each other. And when you hit the water, you flick your wrists and pull your hands apart which creates like an air vacuum that sucks down any splash that was going to come back up. So the second your hands touch, the second you feel your hands yes. touch water, you go like, Pah. Yeah, so as soon as you hit the water, you have to kind of just do like that. And you split your hands, your arms go, your arms, because you hit the water at 35 miles an hour, they automatically get taken out to the side. And then you have to save it. So either bending your legs on a back entry to correct any angles or doing a forward roll under the water really quickly if you're going over on a forward entry. I feel like I've seen that on the underwater camera. Yeah, you see people like rolling or bending their legs and doing things to try and correct angles. But that's like almost, it's like kind of it's so basic, but if you come in at a different angle, does that get determined like because of the way you flicked out? 
or could it be like any number of things? It can be like if you're spinning too slowly, if you're if you've come out too early, too late. There's there's lots of different things. But when you're diving, you keep your eyes open, and like a dancer, will spin around and spot the wall and keep that. We spin around and spot the water, so we know exactly where we are in the air, so we know when to come out. So it's just who can be the best judge of how high they are and make the adjustments needed. To but the judges like it better if you finish the spinning and the twisting like higher up? Yeah, so the easier you make it look, the better the dive, essentially. And so. it's easier if you finish higher because like you got all your work done. Like time. A... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ah. Yeah. So. so when you said that you split your shit open, honey, you bled, you yeah. did all this stuff. Got a scar on my head here. It was so, yeah, so wait, what's like the scariest thing you ever did? Oh, gosh. There's been many scary things. I think the... The scariest thing for any diver in particular is learning a new dive because you're jumping into the unknown. You have no idea. If you've never done the skill before, you've never done the movement, that moment where you learn something new is so terrifying. But then when you hit the water, you get this such a big rush of adrenaline that you've just learned something brand new that your body has never experienced before. Like you've probably experienced it with gymnastics when you take off and you do your first you know, skill that you've yeah, not done before. Yeah, much less skill, but yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the first thing you I like, your body's never done it. something new, yeah. Yeah, you just get like, it's kind of terrifying, but at the same time, once you've done it, it's like so like exciting that you just, yeah, want to like scream almost. So now, so now in 20, mm. um, like obviously body hold up, everything's yes. going like, you know, everything's going to plan. Are you, do you think you're going to do the same list as like 17? Yes, that's the plan. So I'm going to do the same list. Uh, Does that have the three and a half with the one? Yeah, that's the three and a half with the full twist. Yeah, and um, it's but I'm going to be diving with a different synchro partner. I've dived with a different synchro partner at every Olympics so far. You oh, know, a bit of a synchro slut, you know. I, it's okay. It's kind of like um, the um, lady in the Cutting Edge. You know, yeah. she always has a different partner. Yeah. Have you never seen the Cutting Edge? No. No, wow. I, I'm really, but I'm considering I've got a filmmaker as a husband. I'm really bad at watching. You TV guys should and watch film. the Cutting Edge together. It's such a classic. Do you I'm know sure what it's about? It. No, it's this gorgeous Paris figure skating movie from the early '90s where there's this hockey player who gets this. Uh, he gets this blind spot, honey. So he can't try. He can't do hockey anymore. But for some reason, he can inexplicably like do Paris figure skating, even though he can't do ice hockey anymore because of this blind spot. So he's like, "Let me throw your ass around oh. and stuff," but I can't like get checked anymore. So he start. He joins this lady who got silver at like national or the Olympics or something because of this like fall that was actually her fault but she kind of pins it on always her partner so she'd been through like three partners and then her and Doug Dorsey that was his name they finally get together and then they end up like getting their full Olympic glory with this like move that's called the Pamchinko that's physically impossible but in early 90s movies anything's possible yeah and it was so good so so you're thinking you're gonna do the same list yes I'll do the same list yeah which at the competition isn't there like aren't like the first two kind of like the, like, isn't there like two that are kind of like easy in the synchro? In the synchro, there's two easy dives and then four hard dives. But an individual, it's like all, all like balls six, to the wall. Yeah, yes. exactly. All six. You just gotta go for it. So you're doing a new synchro partner this year. So you're spending like, and then when you train together, you have to like spend like lots of time with that person every year. Yeah. So he recently just moved to he moved to London last, not last October, but the October before. So we've been diving together for like 15 months now. Um, so it's relatively new in terms of a diving partnership, but. You know, we get on really well. So we're best mates, so it's really easy just oh, to like, cute. yeah. So we hang out outside of diving as well. So it's you know easy for us to do that. I love that. Yeah. So then, okay, the world's I'm almost done. So then, the World Series is that kind of like because I always say like the you know the IS Grant or the ISU Grand Prix of figure skating is kind of like the NFL like for ice skating like you know there's yeah. like a league and you go to like each competition and like that's the, the World Series. Is yeah. So it's like is it like the top six go to like the final or something? Yeah. So they have like a so from the World Championships they take the top eight 
individual divers and the top six synchro teams. And they go from, so this year we're starting in Montreal and then we go to Beijing and then we go to Kazan, Russia, and then it finishes off in London. So the last one is London 27th to the 29th of March or something like that. So, yeah. So- Wait, so Worlds already happened this year? So Worlds it takes it from the World Championships last oh. year. So And then they also go, um, then they'll take it from the Olympics this year for next year's World Series. So it's like the super finals, if you like. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then they have an overall winner of who gets the most high placing. Yeah, right. Cute. Yeah. So do you like that series or is that like, oh my God, so much traveling and you've like been doing it for like I mean, a long time now, right? Traveling is different now, especially with Robbie. Like yeah. the, I miss my son a lot when I travel, obviously. But Can it's... you say like the British, can you be like, mm, I don't want to do that World Series. I just want to do the Olympics. Like, are you like, mm. but you've been doing it forever and you're like really good. And you can't, like you can see your New York. I can't really say, but I can't really do it just because like I have to still prove myself that I'm still at the highest level so that I don't get taken off the team. So it's just oh, a yeah, matter, yeah, okay, you know. Sorry, okay, I get it. That's yeah. good. Keep your honest. Keep you honest. Okay, yeah. well, wait. So then we got to end up because I feel like I would be like, who am I? If I, you are a LGBTQ hero, you're someone oh. who has grown up in the public eye, but I think to shoulder the pressures of being out and being a young father and being a competitive athlete is so immense and it's so incredible. And I look up to you so much. Oh. I mean, it's just so it's incredible. Oh, so thank you. But do you think that living, how has being out and and you know living publicly? As an has that affected your I, like? I feel like I'm friends with Gus. I feel like I've seen people be like really vitriolic to him. Mm. Like, at, like, did you notice a difference like pre and post coming out, or like when you came out? Or did you feel like I know yeah. it's like an intense question to end up? No, on, but, like, but I re- I remember um, coming out my coming out store. Like my family knew that I'd met Lance um, from in May 2013. Um, because we met in March and we then in May I told my friends and my family so they knew for a long time and I kind of just I got so sick of people always asking like oh so do you have a girlfriend do you have a girlfriend and I was just been like no I don't have a girlfriend and kind of would just dodge around the subject and it wasn't until a journalist printed when I said they asked me oh what do you think about um your gay following. And I was like, oh, it's really cool. You know, and what? And then they were like, why do you think they, you have such a big gay following? I was like, probably because I'm half naked most of the time. Um, and then she was like, what do you think of the people that think that you're gay? And I said, well, what does it matter? Um, it's, you know. How old none... were you at this time? I was uh, 19. And they printed in the newspaper, Tom Daly, I am not gay. And I remember seeing that and I was so hurt by that uh, because, you know, it's one thing to dodge around the subject, but to have someone print something that you are so adamantly against what that, what it means to you to be a, a, a member of the LGBT community is something that was so... Because you didn't say I'm not gay. You no. were just like, that's great that they yeah. think this probably just because like I like, have a great torso. Like, and who, I'm like, like, who cares what people think? Like, it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Um, and so they took that as that. And I remember in the next few weeks, I was just like, right, I'm going to come out because, you know, I don't want people thinking that I'm ashamed of anything because, you know, there's so many young kids that I've seen uh, struggle with their sexuality and struggle, especially in a sport environment. And I didn't have anyone to look up to and think, oh, you know what? It's actually okay to be gay and be in sport and still be able to be the best you and still have no impact on what you're doing as a sports person. And I was so terrified that day when 
I uploaded that YouTube video, I was so scared of what the people were going to think, if people were going to hate me, if I was going to lose uh, all of my like following, all of my, you know, sponsorship deals. Like I thought, you know, it makes you feel like the world's going to end. And I was, you know, welcomed so warmly, so much more than I could ever have imagined. And, you know, it just felt so great to be, well, for people to know me, like it's not like I changed they just then actually knew everything about me and it's kind of why Lance and I live our life quite publicly is because you know I if I was a little boy you know if I was a seven-year-old diver that was starting and felt different felt less than felt like an outsider to see a family or see an athlete in their sport come out and be them and still rock on and still have the best time, I think is something that I would have really, I think it really would have helped me have a lot less, you know, growing up was rough knowing that you were different. And I think the more people in sport that can come out and the more people in every, every, you know, there's such power in telling your personal story and telling, you know, how you feel and who you love and it shouldn't matter and I know we might in hundreds of years time get to a point where people don't care either way but I think it's really important to you know tell your personal story because it you have no idea how much it can help anyone I just couldn't agree with you anymore I think you're so incredible for telling your story and it just dropped my pin but I thank you so much for sharing your story and I just thank you so brave and so strong and I can't well I hate to say that so brave because it's really just courageous and beautiful and I think that you're just absolutely right. You give, you know, when you give your story like that, you give so much hope and just so much joy to so many people that just don't want to feel othered. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank so you. thanks so much for your time. No, thank you for I having me. I can't wait to see it's you slay in 20, honey. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. We'll have to get you in the pool soon, too. I want to see that in one and a half. If we can just, uh, maybe just, like an inward, <laughs> just an inward one. Okay, fine. I'm fine going foot first. Okay, we'll do that. I don't want to break my face. It's my money maker. <laughs> you know I, I get you. I get you. <laughs> You've been listening to Getting Curious with me, Jonathan Van Ness. My guest this week was Tom Daly. You'll find links to his work in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on. Our theme music is Freak by Quinn. Thank you so much to her for letting us use it. If you enjoyed our show, introduce a friend and show them how to subscribe, please. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CuriousWithJVN. Our socials are run and curated by Emily Bossick. Getting Curious is produced by me, Julie Carrillo, Emily Bossick, Ray Ellis, Chelsea Jacobson, and Colin Anderson. 